Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Genesis. We're in Genesis chapter 24 today, and um, we're going to be finishing this chapter. This is the story of Isaac and Rebecca and how Isaac and Rebecca um, get married. And so <clears throat> we jump right back in where we left off yesterday. Abraham's servant has made this journey um, to his former city of Nahor, to his people there. Um, he did not want his son Isaac to have a wife from the land of Canaan where he was living. Uh, even though God commanded him to live there, he wanted his bride for his son's wife to be from <clears throat> the people who worshiped like he worshiped. And the Canaanites were not those people. So he tells his servant to go, and his servant really... Um, it's complete trusting in the Holy Spirit. It's complete trusting in the Lord to direct his paths, to find the right woman <clears throat> for his um, his master's son. And so he, as we saw yesterday, he, he prayed. <clears throat> Once he gets to the city in front of the well where all the young women would come out and draw the water, he knew that would be the custom toward the end of the day. He prayed <clears throat> that, you know, whoever gives me a drink and gives my, not only me a drink, but my camels a drink, that's got to be the one. And so just as he was praying that prayer, the words that left is still in his mouth and praying, there comes Rebecca. And uh, she, you know, he asks for a drink and she gives him a drink and the camels a drink. And so he says, wow, this has got to be answered prayer. So he says, who's your mom? You know, who are your parents? Who's your father? I need to go. I want to, you know, I need to stay with them. And again, hospitality was critical in this in this uh, culture here. So she says, you know, here's my dad. And um, so he goes to the house and he's in the middle of telling them, you know, they're they're putting him up being hospitable. But. They're obviously seeing he's they he's given their daughter a lot of gifts. Looks like expensive stuff, and uh, <clears throat> he's got something to say. So they're sitting down to eat at dinner time now, and we're jumping right in, 
And uh, he says, uh, verse 33, the food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I've said what I have to say. You know, I, I, the food looks great and I'm hungry, but I'd rather, I'd rather not even take a bite until I do what I'm supposed to do. This shows you the conscientiousness of this servant. It also shows you how much faith this servant had. We never know what the servant's name is, but can you imagine what great faith this servant had and the faith that Abraham was placing on the servant to do the master's will? It's almost like a picture of God the Father asking us to do his will. You know, he's trusting us to do something really important. And we need to have trust back in what he asks us to do. And no matter what the consequences. So, verse, um, and put his priorities ahead of our stomachs and our priorities. So, verse 34, he said, I'm Abraham's servant. Again, he doesn't introduce his name. It's not about himself. Verse 35, the Lord has greatly blessed my master and he's become great. He has given him flocks and herds, silver, gold, male servants and female servants, camels and donkeys. Okay. He's being really transparent, isn't he? He's not trying to... He's laying it out there. Verse 36, And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has. Okay? And so, he's also telling them of sort of the miraculous nature of, of Isaac's birth in the circumstances. Verse 37, My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell, but you shall go to my father's house and to my clan and take a wife for my son. Verse 39, And I I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. Verse 40, But he said to me, The Lord before whom I've walked will send his angel with you and prosper your way. You shall take a wife for my son from my clan and from my father's house. Verse 44, I mean, excuse me, 41. Then you will be free from my oath when you come to my clan. And if they will not give her to you, you will be free from my oath. So basically, he's telling them everything Abraham told him to do. So they get the complete picture. He's not trying to convince them of his own logic. He's just simply relaying what his master wants him to relay. And isn't that like for us today as Christians, you know, God wants us to tell other people about his gospel message so they can be saved. And Sometimes we try to depend on our own logic and our own wisdom. He doesn't want us to depend on our own wisdom. He just wants us to let his words and his story touch someone else's heart, just like the servant here. This is sort of like almost a story of the gospel message, isn't it? And how we should communicate the gospel message. In humility. 
And if the other person accepts the gospel message, great. If the other person doesn't, you're free from my oath. That's all you have to do is give out the gospel message. It's sort of like a story of faith and doing your master's request, not on your own terms or using your own words, but on his terms. It's it's the Great Commission. It's the gospel message put out into action. Your job is to give it out, not to worry about if the other person's going to accept it or not. Verse 42, Then uh, the, I came to the spring and said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if now you are prospering the way I go, behold, I'm standing by the spring of the water. Okay? He's saying, you're in control. I'm doing as you asked me, and I am standing here. So, <clears throat> let let you be in control here. And he said, um, let the virgin who comes out to draw water to whom I shall say, please give me a little water from your jar to drink. Verse 44, and... Who will say to me, drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman who the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Verse 45, before I had finished speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came out with her water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew water. I said to her, please let me drink, and she quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, drink, and I will give your camels drink also. So I drank, and she gave the camels drink also. Then I asked her, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethel, <clears throat> Nahor's son, whom Malach bore he, to him. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arm, and I then I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me by the right way to take the daughter of my master's kinsman for his son. So, <clears throat> he prays, God answers, and then he gives God the glory. He worships God. But he was led by God the whole way. Verse 49, Now then, if you're going to show steadfast love and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. So he's basically saying, how are you going to respond to this? <clears throat> the other person has to respond to the gospel message. How are you going to respond? And it's, you're not responding to me, the messenger. You're responding to my master, Abraham. You're responding to my, it's like with the gospel message, you're responding to, to God in heaven. You're not responding to me. And just let me know. And if not, I'll move on. <clears throat> Verse 50, Then Laban and Bethel answered and said, Now Laban is, is uh, Rebekah's... Um, my study Bible says Laban is Rebekah's brother, and it suggests that, you know, Laban is kind of taking an active role along with his father, Bethuel. Um, but perhaps Bethuel is old, you know, and doesn't really, <clears throat> he's not, he's frail. So he's there, but he, but looks like Laban's doing most of the talking. 
So then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you good or bad. Behold, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. So their response is, they're responding to the servant, but they're really responding to the word of his master. Just like that's the proper response of the gospel message. You're responding to the master, the Father in heaven. You're not responding <clears throat> to the servant. <clears throat> Verse 52. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself to the earth before the Lord. Again, he bowed himself. It's all about his master's um, business, not his. Verse 53, And the servant brought out jewelry of silver, gold, and his and garments, and gave them to Rebekah. And he also gave her brother and her mother costly ornaments. <clears throat> and he and the men who were with him ate and drank, and they spent the night there. Then they arose in the morning. He said, Send me away to my master. Her brother and her mother said, <clears throat> Let the young woman remain with us a while, at least ten days. After that she may go. But he said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And he's he's basically saying, I need to do, I can't dwell on anything other than my master's business. And it's just almost like Christ. Christ did not want to get involved in anything except doing his father's will. <clears throat> and we do his father's will without delay. Verse 57, They said, Call us. Let us call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. Notice that her response is immediate. I will go. And again, that's a proper response. Just like when Christ called his disciples and said, Follow me. And they left their fishing nets. And Matthew left his tax collecting. And people left their jobs. People followed him. What a proper response when called by Christ. So this is a very Christ-like story here. It, it, it mirrors the gospel message. It mirrors Christ calling each one of us. Verse 59, So they sent away Rebekah their sister um, and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate him. This is fulfilled prophecy already because your descendants, her descendants, have already come, have already become thousands of ten thousands. <laughs> and the offspring possess the gate. Who's the gate? That's Jesus. That's Jesus Christ is the gate. Verse 61, Then Rebekah and her young woman arose and rode on the camels and followed the man 
Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had returned from Beryl and was dwelling in the Negrib. And verse 63, And Isaac went out to meditate in the field toward the evening, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, behold, there were camels coming. Here it is. Verse 64, And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. It's almost like as the bride is coming, you get you get Isaac out there to meet his bride. The bride is veiled. And it's almost like as we, again, this gospel message comes to com- sort of full circle. When we accept the gospel message, we share in Christ's death and, death and resurrection, but we're also united with him in the body of Christ. The body of Christ is his church, which is his bride. And we become the bride of Christ. And when Christ returns and the dead are raised, we are already with him in spirit because we're abiding in him and him is, he is abiding in us. But when the dead are raised, the bodies are veiled in Christ. So we will get new bodies in Christ. The church is veiled in Christ's body. And it's like this, just as Isaac was out in the field to meet his bride, Christ will meet his bride, which is the church, in the air. So it's a picture of the bride and the bridegroom meeting here. Beautiful picture. Verse um, 67, Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah, his mother, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. I've never read this passage, and that touches my heart. What a beautiful story that... And I'd forgotten that his mother had already died. He's meditating outside in the field, hoping his life will be put together, but put together on God's terms. He lifts up his eyes. He sees someone that he is so excited, but he, he's going to, the whole event was guided out of a heart to love the Lord and go and follow Him. And the faith of the, the woman, just to, to leave her land and go, you know, go to someone else's land to become their wife. <clears throat> and the faith of, the, of Isaac having to accept whoever God's bringing into his life. But the comfort that he received after his mother's death. What a beautiful picture that is to me. So, we'll stop here. We finished chapter 24. What a beautiful story of love, of marriage, and the gospel message, and Christ's love for us.
So from me to all of you, God bless you. We'll see you next time. And now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. And uh, we look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Genesis chapter 24, beginning at verse 33, all the way to verse 67. So we saw in this chapter that we're in, chapter 24, that Abraham sent his servant back to his own country in the land of Haran, where he had come from in Mesopotamia, in order that he might get a bride for his son Isaac. So this, um, you know, here is a very magnificent and wonderful picture of the relationship of Christ to the church. So we're going to relate a lot, you know, um, in the different uh, verses that we're going to read. We're going to relate a lot of this with the picture of Christ and the church. So the church is to someday become the bride of Christ. And the church is being one, like so, in the world today. Um, the Father and the Son have sent the Holy Spirit in the world. And the Holy Spirit is like the servant. Um, it has come to talk about another. That's uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, to take the things of Christ and to show them unto us. So this servant here that Abraham sent has gone to get a bride for Isaac. Just as the Holy Spirit of God is out yonder to call out a people to Christ. So I'll begin reading from verse 32, which reads, Then the man came to the house, and and he unloaded the camels, and provided straw and feed for the camels, and water to wash his feet, and the feet of the men who were with him. Verse 33, Food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. And he said, speak on. So here Abraham's servant says, before he can actually eat, he has to tell them about his mission, why he's actually there. So the Holy Spirit, you know, if we relate it um, to the relationship of um, Christ and the church, the Holy Spirit has come into the world to tell about another. That's the Lord Jesus Christ and to get the gospel out first. So verse 34 of scripture reads, And he said, I am Abraham's servant. So his name isn't given. So the Lord Jesus Christ said, When the Holy Spirit comes, he won't speak of himself, but he will take the things of Christ and show them unto us. So what's the Holy Spirit's name? It's got no name. Verse 35 goes on to read, The Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great, and he has given him flocks of flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. So now the servant tells about the father's house. You know, related to the relationship with the church and Christ. You know, the Holy Spirit tells about um, the Father's house. And this is something the Holy Spirit will tell about when he actually comes. 
so he will connect the um, world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. These are the three things that he talks about. Um, he talks the world is about. So man is a sinner. And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit will, will, will talk about, um, you know, the sin, you know, the, the judgment and of sin that's here on, on earth. And the fact that man is a sinner, man sins because, um, they actually, man does not know Christ. They have rejected, um, God. So scripture goes on to read verse 36. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. And to him, he has given all that he has. So the Lord Jesus Christ is the inheritor. So, you know, all the things that Abraham had, Isaac was going to inherit. So we are joined heirs to him. You know, if he is inheriting something us as his children if we have faith and believe in him we are you know joint heirs to the things that he's inheriting so he's come to tell the family this family that uh, he is after a bride for his master's son who will inherit everything scripture goes into verse 37 now my master made me swear saying you shall not take a wife from for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. So he's calling out sinners. That's what this servant is doing. He's calling out the Canaanites were sinners. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is calling out sinners. So they are sinners who are born again, uh, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed and of the word of God that lives and abides forever. Scripture goes on to read verse 38. But you shall go to my father's house and to my family and take a wife for my son. <clears throat> then, And I said to my master, perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way. And you shall take a wife for my son from my family and from my father's house. You will be clear from the oath when you arrive <clears throat> among my family, <clears throat> for it, for if they will not give her <clears throat> to you, then you will be released from my oath. And this day, I came to dwell. Sorry, and this day I came to dwell and said, "O Lord God of my master Abraham, if you will now prosper the way in which I go." Behold, <clears throat> I stand by the well of the water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin comes out to draw water, and I say to her, Please give me a little water from your pitcher to drink. And she says to me, Drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my father's son. But before I finished speaking in my heart, there was Rebecca coming out of coming out with her pitcher on her shoulder <clears throat> and she went down to the well and drew water and I said to her, Please let me drink. 
And she made haste and let her pitcher down from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give you your camels a drink also. So I drank, and she gave the camels a drink also. Then I asked her and said, Whose daughter are you? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, near her son, whom Milka bore to him. So I put the nose ring on her nose and the bracelet on her wrists. <clears throat> and I borrowed my head, sorry, and I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God for my master Abraham, who had led me on the way of truth to take the daughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, and I may turn to the right hand or the left. Okay, so Laban, as we will discover, is the family spokesperson. And scripture goes on to read verse 50. Then Laban, okay, so before I read verse um, 50, so the servant is giving an account of how he met Rebecca by the well. And now Laban here in verse 50, it reads, Then Laban and Bethuel, Bethuel answered and said, The thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either uh, bad or good. Um, where is Rebecca before you take her and go and let her be your master's son's wife? As the Lord has spoken. So now, here they are saying that as far as they are concerned, this is of the Lord. So they <coughs> believe and agree. And they may go ahead and take her. But before they take her, they have to consult with her. So scripture goes into read verse 52. And it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard their words, that he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. So he worshipped the Lord. And, you know, it was the Lord's um, will that whatever was happening ha was happening. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold, and clothing, clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to his brother and to her mother. So now, this is the way the Holy Spirit does. Uh, we have the earnest of the Holy Spirit where we come to Christ. And, you know, being justified by faith, we have peace with God, access to God. We have joy, hope, and we have the Holy Spirit. So these are, you know, the fruits of the Spirit. And these are the things that have been made over to um, a child of God. Scripture goes on to read verse 54. And he said, And he and the men who were with him ate and drunk and stayed all night. Then they arose in the morning, and he said, Send me away. Um, and he said, Send me away to my master. Verse 55 reads, But... Her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least ten. After that, she may go. So, 
came in the very next day, the, you know, the very next morning, the servant, you know, who made no haste, um, he actually said he wanted to be on his way. And, you know, the brother to Rebecca said to give them about 10 days to tell their goodbyes and to actually talk to her. Verse 56 doesn't read. Then they called Rebecca and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent away um, Rebecca, their sister and her nurse, and Abraham, um, and Abraham's servant and his men. So here, um, sorry, let me just read. So they actually from verse 56 so he said to them do not hinder me since the lord has prospered me yeah I, I, I skipped that and he said to them do not hinder me since the lord has prospered me has prospered my way send me away so that i may go to my master and verse 57 goes on to read so they said we will call the young woman and ask her personally <clears throat> so now they're gonna call her so it's like Rebecca has been there the whole time, and everyone has been ignoring her, but now everyone eyes turned to her, and they're going to give her a call and ask her what she thinks. So verse 58 goes into read. Then they called Rebecca and said to her, Will you go with uh, this man? And she said, I will go. So here, you know, they turn to Rebecca. And, um, you know, just, you know, they haven't been paying attention to her until now. And they ask if she will go and uh, with this man. And... She didn't hesitate or fudge or, you know, um, or any of that sort of thing. So if you look at the Christ picture today, uh, the picture of Christ today is uh, he is actually still calling um, his own to, uh, to himself. He has sent his Holy Spirit out here. So the one uh, that's taken the servant flesh is the Holy Spirit. So the... Um, the Father and the Spirit uh, sent their Son in the world to die um, for our sins, for, um, for the sins of the world. Verse 59 goes on to read, So they sent away Rebecca, their sister and nurse, and Abraham, and Abraham's servant, and his men. So now, they actually start off, and they are actually going out, going to the promised land. Verse 60 goes on to read, And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, Our sister, may you become the mother of um, thousands, of ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. Okay, so um, here... This has actually already been fulfilled. Verse 61 goes on to read. Then Rebecca and her maids arose and they rode to on the camels and, and followed the men. Um, so the servant took Rebecca and departed. So now they had a long trip back. And they started off on camel back. Verse 62 goes on to read. Now Isaac came from the way of Beer. Lahia uh, Roy, for he dwelt in 
this south. So um, here, you know, way down in uh, the peasant country, you know, at Hebron uh, and Beersheba in the south, that's where um, Isaac came from. That's where he dwelt. Verse 63 goes on to read, Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening and he lifted his eyes and looked and there the camels were coming. So we are given a, a view of the coming of Christ. So those that are dead in Christ will be with him when he actually comes. And those alive will join him in the air. So those that are alive um, are able to actually, will be caught up, um, will rise with the rapture to the church, will be caught up with the Lord in the air as well as the dead. So those that are gone will use, um, will rise up from the dead. So, you know, this statement, um, and he lifted his eyes and looked. It's like, this picture shows us the coming of Christ um, to the earth. So um, those that are gone will actually rise up from the dead and will be with the Father. So this is actually are given here verse 64 and 65 verse 3 then Rebecca lifted her eyes and when she saw Isaac she dismounted from the camel and you know for she had said to the servant who is this man walking in the field to meet us the servant said um, it is my master so she took the veil and covered herself Okay, so here, mm. so the Holy Spirit will deliver us uh, at the day of redemption. And, um, you know, we will be covered, um, we will be clothed with the righteousness of Christ, but um, he's been made over to us righteous. And he was delivered for our offenses and he was raised for our justification. So um, so we may have righteousness that will enable us to stand before um, to stand before him. In verse 66, I actually read it and it reads, And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. So the Holy Spirit will deliver us at the day of redemption. Verse 67, verse 1 to read, Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted so, um, after his mother's death. So here the picture is, you know, for Christ loved the church, and he gave himself for us. So he wants us. He wants us and he longs for us. Just as Isaac longed for his bride. So this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all enjoyed it. It's a beautiful you know, um, study. Beautiful passages of scripture. Beautiful scripture of you know, the love Christ has for us. Translated in Isaac and Rebecca's story. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you and have a pleasant day.
day. Bye-bye.